0: Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. I pray that the study on Ruth was a blessing to you. And we're going to begin a study of the book of Esther. But let's start with an introduction. And of course, I'm reading from uh, Matthew Henry and from Faith Life. Uh, study Bible. But let me read the commentaries. It says, the book of Esther shows us that God is present even when he seems distant. And I highlighted that. God is present even when he seems distant. We find in this book that even those Jews who were scattered in the providences of the heathen were taken care of as well as those who were gathered in the land of Judea and were wonderfully preserved when doomed to destruction and appointed as sheep for the slaughter. In the course of the story, Esther, a Jew living during the time of the exile, becomes the queen of Persia. However, an official named Haman plots to kill the Jews throughout the empire. Esther and Mordecai, which is her uncle or cousin, exposed the attempted genocide. Mordecai's cunning, Esther's bravery, and God's unseen hand to save the Jewish exiles from destruction. So God, again, his unseen hand saved the Jewish exiles exiles from destruction. And remember, that's what this book is focusing on. The book was uh, likely composed sometime between 400 and 200 BC, uh, primarily to explain the origins of the Jewish festival Purim. The structure of the Book of Esther uh, is structured like a play using irony, tragedy, and comedy. It can be divided into two acts. and the first half of the book, Esther chapter one through five, uh, looks at the danger to the Jewish, to the Jews escalate. While the second half, verses six chapters six through ten, uh, look at how God delivered the Jews out of the hand of their enemy. The uh, events in the book of Esther take place about fifty-five to sixty-five years after the Babylonian exile of the Jewish people had ended. And I'll be back to share the rest. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at the introduction to the book of Esther. This book, this story is set in Susa the primary capital of the Persian Empire during the reign of Ahasuerus, and forgive me for mispronouncing it, known as Xerxes. Chronologically, this place is set in the middle of the book of Ezra, after the second temple in Jerusalem was dedicated in 516 B.C., but prior to Ezra leading a group of exiles to Jerusalem, in 458 B.C. The prologue of the book of Esther details the extent of the king's reign and describes three different festivals that he held to celebrate his reign. Those are a 180 day feast for his officials and servants, another lasting seven days for the men in the fortified portion of Susa, and a third hosted by his queen, Queen Vashti, and occurring simultaneously with the second for the women of the fortified portion of Susa. The genre of the Book of Esther is debated. At times, Esther seems to present itself as history. And in one place it says it's more like a play. One, uh, One of the commentaries, I think it was Matthew Henry, says Mordecai has the credentials to be the person to write it. And then another one said they really don't know who wrote it. But let me continue reading. The narrative even goes to the point of referencing the chronicles of the kings of uh, Media and Persia. Yet there are several difficulties in aligning the narrative with other accounts of Persian history. This, combined with what seems like intentional exaggeration on behalf of the narrator, the impractical size of Haman's execution device, the lavish party sequences, the absurd decrees by the king, and the poetic irony, may indicate that the book is intended to function more like a play than a historical account. These elements of the tragic yet comic book of Esther makes its truth and narrative memorable. And remember, God wants us to remember his word. So a lot of time repetition is used a lot just to help um, you remember what you read. And I I keep alluding to the fact that I like listening to the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews and um, the 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 host is always saying that you know they read the same portion of scripture, so I'm sure a lot of times they can recite this because they've heard it all their lives. But let me get back to reading this, so I don't run out of my time. Regardless of how the genre issue is understood, the book was written to explain the origins of the Jewish festival called Purim. Uh, Yeah, Purim. In the process, it emphasizes the uh, uh, preservation of God's people. He preserved his people. God's unseen hand. Though the name of God is not in Esther, and remember, this is uh, still included in the canon, but God's name is not mentioned in Esther. But... You can see he's there. The finger of God is directing every little detail, every minute event for the bringing about of his people's deliverance. The particulars are not only surprising and very entertaining, but edifying and very encouraging to the faith and hope of God's people in the most difficult and dangerous times. I'll be back with a prayer, Father. We come thanking you. Thank you that even when you seem distant, you are present. Thank you for the comfort that your word offers, encouraging us to keep the faith and uh, offering us hope in the most difficult and dangerous times. And, Father, we know the times we're in are difficult and can be dangerous. Even as we fight uh, unseen forces like a virus, that's just um, overwhelming. But nothing, it takes you by surprise, Father, we know that. And, Father, we thank you that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, just as we'll find out in the book of Esther, you did the fighting for them. You're the one that made the plans to the minute detail work out perfectly. Thank you that um, our warfare is mighty through you, to the through the pulling down of strongholds, and that we are more than conquerors because of the blood sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your angels protecting us. We bless your name, Father, in the name of Jesus. Those who need you in a special way, you know what the needs are, Father. All we can do is uh, uh, offer Christ to all who need a special touch, a special healing, a special uh, care that only you can give. In the name of Jesus, amen.